This is Hunter Williams. I hope you are doing amazing wherever you are at in the world. So today is really video one of me rebuilding my YouTube channel from scratch after I was deleted with a little over 2000 subscribers. So instead of cowering, I am coming back with a vengeance. And today's video is going to be about how much bacteriostatic water to add to your peptides. And not only am I not going to cower to the algorithm, but I'm actually going to even go that much further. And what I'm going to do today is actually do a live reconstitution. So I've got my bacteriostatic water, I've got my sample peptide, and I've got both of my syringes. So I promise if you stay around to the end, what I'm going to do is show you actually how to add the bacteriostatic water to your peptides. So if you are new here, welcome. This is obviously kind of the revamp of my YouTube and my YouTube presence. And if uh, you don't know who I am, my name is Hunter Williams. I am a biohacker, fitness enthusiast, you name it. And I've taught thousands of people across the internet uh, how to do a bunch of things, but really how to use peptides to optimize their mind body and ultimately their soul. So today we are going to be talking about how much bacteriostatic water to put into your peptide. So the first thing I'm going to do is kind of explain uh, why you need bacteriostatic water, how much to add in depending on what peptide you're using. And then we're going to do a live demo. So uh, today's not going to be so much teaching like um, on some of my old videos. I promise I'm going to do that. But today's going to be a live demo video. And one of the uh, biggest videos on my old channel was uh, my video about how to add bacteriostatic water to peptides. So this one is going to be even better because I've got even that much more experience under my belt and everything. Uh, so again, welcome. And before I get started, uh, the best way you can keep up with me is to make sure you're on my email list. So um, if I get deleted again, I'm going to be smarter about having backups of all my videos because I lost almost the 450 videos that were on my channel from before. Uh, so if you want to stay in touch with me, if you want things like the free peptide cheat sheet, which will be down in the description below, um, I have a bunch of ways to sign up for my email newsletter. And uh, I think one of the things with my old channel is I got deleted for recommending where to buy peptides. So I'm not going to be able to do that publicly anymore. You're going to have to sign up for my email list if you want the discount codes on uh, where to buy peptides and everything like that. So without further ado, I'm going to keep this as short as possible because I want this to be 100% uh, full immersion and uh, complete everything you need to know about how to uh, reconstitute peptides A to Z and how much bacteriostatic water to use. So why do we need bacteriostatic water for peptides? Well, the first reason is that most peptides will come in a vial like this, where they're in powder. So basically a peptide will come to you in a vial that usually contains lyophilized powder. In some cases it will be raw, which means that it will not have freeze-dried lyophilized powder to help preserve the peptide. Uh, but in almost all cases, when you buy a peptide from a research chemical company, it will come in the form of a vial with lyophilized powder. So you're probably thinking, how do I inject this vial if there's nothing liquid actually in it? And so that's where bacteriostatic water comes into play. Now, what you want to make sure that you buy, and you can even buy this on Amazon, is actual bacteriostatic water. In theory, you could use sterile water, but you really want to use bacteriostatic water because what that is going to do is it has, I think it's 0.9% benzyl alcohol, which means it sterilizes the water and helps keep you uh, clean, helps you keep you from getting any infection and keeps the water hygienic when you mix it into your peptide. But you can buy this from anywhere. Most research chemical company places sell it or even include it with your order if you order peptides, but do not make the mistake, the mistake of ordering a peptide 
and not getting bacteriostatic water. So bacteriostatic water is a requirement. You always need some on hand. Now, if you go on Amazon, most likely it will not be called bacteriostatic water. It's going to be called something like reconstitution solution. So the only other thing you want to buy, if it's not bacteriostatic water, is reconstitution solution. And just make sure if it's reconstitution solution, it says 0.9% benzyl alcohol. Now, this one is in a plastic bottle. I'm not a huge fan of the plastic bottles. Uh, I would prefer to get it from uh, in a glass bottle. Um, doesn't mean it's wrong or bad, but um, it's just that much more cleanly or clean and sanitary. Um, so this one I bought literally off of Amazon, typed in bacteriostatic water. It's like 10 bucks. It showed up in my house and it will last you a long time. So what we're going to talk about today is the math behind uh, bacteriostatic water, peptides, how to use it. So you probably, uh, if you're just getting started, you ordered your peptide, you're ready to go, you ordered your bacteriostatic water, you're ready to go. And now you've got these two things and you don't know what to do. So that's what I'm going to be talking about today. So the first thing you're going to want to do is get a withdrawing syringe. So basically, this is a larger syringe. And this is going to be the one that you're going to pull the bacteriostatic water from the water vial out with. So we're not going to inject with a syringe. This is strictly for the purpose of withdrawing the water from the bacteriostatic water vial and then putting it into the peptide vial. Now for me, I like to get 23 gauge 3ml syringes. So 23 gauge 3ml syringes, again, those are with my, my withdrawing syringes. They're not ones I'm using to inject with myself. Um, and then the other thing I'm gonna need is an insulin needle and an insulin syringe. So what this is, is a 31 gauge 5/16 5 inch insulin needle. And this is the one that I'm going to be using to withdraw the peptide once it's mixed out of the vial and then inject myself with it. So that's the one I'm going to be using um, to inject myself once the peptide is already mixed. So how do we know how much bacteriostatic water to put in our peptide? There is no exact answer for this. You could actually, in theory, put a gallon of bacteriostatic water into your peptide vial if it were to fit. Now, most vials like this one right here, this is a peptide vial, are going to be three milliliters in size. So they'll contain up to three milliliters. Now, my rule of thumb, there is no hard rule about this, but I've coached thousands of people on how to use peptides. And this is the easiest thing to remember. So remember this and remember very clearly. My goal with this video is to not uh, give you an exact answer. And I'm sure some of you guys will ask in the comments, and that's totally fine. My goal is to not give you an exact answer. It's to actually teach you how to do this so that you can use peptides for the rest of your life without having to buy any of my coaching programs or coach with me or anything like that. Uh, so listen very clearly to this. If my peptide vial contains one to five milligrams of a peptide, and this is a general rule of thumb, one to five milligrams of a peptide, I'm going to put one milliliter of bacteriostatic water into that vial. So one milligram to five milligrams of a peptide, I'm going to be putting one milliliter of bacteriostatic water into that peptide. So that's our rule for peptides that contain one to five milligrams, one milliliter of water. And then what I'm gonna do in a second is show my screen and show you how to use the peptide calculator to actually get your dose. So we have one to five milligrams. What we're gonna do is put one milliliter of water. Next is six to 10 milligrams. We're gonna put two milliliters of bacteriostatic water. So one to five milligrams, one milliliter of water, six to 10 milligrams, two milliliters of water. Again, there's no uh, rule out there that it's not fixed or anything like that. That is just my 
uh, expertise and practice that I would recommend to you as a general rule of thumb that you can always gauge off of. Now, if it's larger than 10 milligrams, which some peptide bios are, are larger than 10 uh, milligrams in amount that you would get, uh, you might get like a peptide like GHK or even uh, epitalon or one like that. Those might be 50 milligram or 100 milligram vials. If it's that big, typically just to keep the dosing manageable for the amount that I'm injecting, I'm going to do three milliliters of water. So let's recap that again. If my peptide, whatever peptide it is, comes in one to five milligrams, one through five milligrams, I'm gonna use one milliliter of water. Six to 10 milligrams is two milliliters of water. And 10 milligrams plus is three milliliters of water. And for 99% of peptide cases, that's pretty much gonna cover your bases and be everything you need to know. So again, just to be, uh, to have positive reinforcement, one to five milligrams, one milliliters of water, six to 10 milligrams, two milliliters of water, 10 plus milligrams, I'm gonna do three milliliters of water. So that's pretty much what you need to know. Now, the next component of that is dosing. So the question is, if I have a peptide vial that's 10 milligrams and I want to dose one dose of one milligram, how much do I inject? So I could explain that to you, but I think for all intents and purposes, the best thing to do is for me to share my screen and walk you through the peptide calculator. And once you learn how to use this, you'll be able to do it. And then it probably eventually, once you get familiar enough with using peptides, you won't even really need to use the peptide calculator because as you're gonna see, it's pretty simple math. Um, but let's do this just for teaching purposes and walk through how it looks for me to reconstitute a peptide and what I wanna do. So what's really cool, and I'm gonna go ahead and share my screen. So I'll put that on the video now is this is uh, on Jay Campbell, my business partner's website, and this is the peptide calculator. So what we're always gonna do, we're always going to use a one ML syringe for peptide injection. So I'm an injecting, I wanna use a one ML syringe. You don't have to do that, but for ease of teaching and uh, ease of access to getting peptide uh, syringes, the best thing you can do is use a one ML syringe. So I'm not gonna explain a 0.3 or 0.5, it's really no different, but just for ease of simplification, we're gonna use a one ML syringe. So you see here, I've got a one ML syringe. Now, what I'm gonna do, and this is a 10 milligram vial of Melanotan 1. Now don't think about Melanotan 1, that's not what I'm worried about. Um, this is just for example purposes, I love Melanotan 1, but this is a sample vial that I have and I actually need to reconstitute it because I ran out of my last one that I'm gonna be using, so I'm gonna inject this. Um, tomorrow. But basically, what I'm going to do is reconstitute this vial of melanotan 1, which is 10 milligrams. Now, what I'm going to do, so I'm going to go to the peptide calculator right here, and I've got my vial quantity. So I'm going to select 10 milligrams. Now, you could have other. So if I had a 50 milligram vial, I put other, and I put 50 in there. Boom. But in this case, I'm doing 10 milligrams. So a 10 milligram vial. This is the same thing for BPC, TB500, you name it. Um, and remember what we said. So it doesn't matter how much water I use, but for ease of use, general rule of thumb for a 10 milligram vial, again, six to 10 milligrams, I'm gonna do two milliliters. So I select two milliliters. Now, what I want to do, and the standard dose of melanotan one that I would like to use is 500 micrograms. So basically that's one half of a milligram. So in a, uh, there is 1000 micrograms in one milligram. So I'm going to do half a milligram, otherwise known as 500 micrograms. So basically what that means is I'm gonna have a 10 milligram vial, I'm gonna put two milliliters of water in it, and then I want to do 500 micrograms. And so when I do that, what that means is that I'm going to pull the syringe to 10 units. So this is a 100 unit, one milliliter insulin syringe, and 
in order to dose that, I'm going to go to 10 units. So it's gonna be a pretty small amount. Um, and what I can do is explain it this way. When you reconstitute a peptide, basically the peptide vial comes with powder. It's a certain weight, in this case, 10 milligrams. When I put water into it, now I am reconstituting a concentrated solution, meaning that this peptide just became five milligrams per milliliter. Now, if I lost you, hang with me. One uh, milliliter of this peptide is now equivalent to five milligrams. Because I have 10 milligrams in this of uh, peptide in this, if I add two milliliters of water, the concentration is now five milligrams per milliliter. So for every milliliter of water, there's five milligrams of the peptide. And like I said, I wanna do 500 micrograms, which is half a milligram or otherwise uh, one-tenth of uh, five milligrams equals 500 micrograms. Therefore, I'm going to do 10 units out of 100 units, one-tenth of a milliliter. So hopefully you track on that and hopefully it makes sense. Um, if not, just kind of rewind this and then follow along on the screen. But even if you didn't get it, just know that you can put this in, you put in your peptide vial quality or quantity, you put in your uh, bacteriostatic water amount that you're adding, and then you just select your dose. Now, a lot of times people want to reconstitute terzapatide. So what they do is they want to do 2.5 milligrams, not micrograms of terzapatide. Well, 2.5 milligrams is 2,500 micrograms. Again, 1,000 micrograms is one milligram. So if I wanted to do 2.5 milligrams, I would put in 2,500. So again, that's different. So we're not going to talk about that. But again, this is in micrograms. So just be aware of that. In this case, I want to do 500 micrograms. Now, what do I do? So this is the demo part of everything. So again, I told you, I'm going full bore on the YouTube channel now. So hopefully um, you followed along so far. Again, just for ease of remembering and for ease of takeaway, when I need to add bacteriostatic water to my peptide, if the peptide is one to five milligrams in the vial, I put one milliliter of water. If it's six to 10 milligrams, I put two milliliters of water. If it's more than 10 milligrams, I put three milliliters of water. So. Hopefully that was easy enough. So uh, what I'm gonna do now is take the needle um, and I'm gonna turn the screen off. We'll go back to full screen on the video. So what I'm gonna do is, remember this is a 10 milligram vial of melanotan one. Great for skin tanning, great for enhancing your consciousness and creativity. Um, it also too keeps you from getting sunburnt if you're gonna be uh, somewhere where that's a possibility. So what I'm gonna do is take my needle. Again, this is the 23 gauge needle. So remember I want two milliliters of water meaning this is a three milliliter syringe. I want to pull two milliliters of water out. So I'm just going to pull down like that. Uh, don't forget to like wipe, wipe the uh, vial uh, top with your, with your uh, alcohol swab. I didn't do that just for the sake of the video to make it more practical. But now you see, so I've got two milliliters of water in this syringe. So the next thing I'm going to do is take this. So this is my vial Melantan 1. I'm going to take it, pop the top off. Now I've got the vial open. Again, if you want to, you can use a swab to clean it. Um, you know, it's not necessary, but you know, for like, if you were in a hospital, that's what they would do. And so I've got my two milliliters of water and now I'm going to put it in my peptide vial. So what I'm gonna do is stick it right here. And what you wanna do, so you don't want it all to go in really fast at once. What I wanna do is to make sure that uh, it goes in slowly because if it goes in too fast, there's a possibility it could defrag some of the molecules um, and make them less potent if it uh, reconstitutes too fast. So if you do do it fast, don't worry about it, but just know if you want like full potency of the peptide, the best thing to do is slowly inject the water. So what I'm gonna do is put my needle in there. So you see I'm holding my finger to keep it, uh, if it pressurizes from going in there. 
So see, it kind of like has a tendency to want to go down. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to kind of angle this to the side and I want to shoot down the water down the side of the vial slowly. So I'm just going to slowly push it down. You can't see it because of the label, but I'm just kind of slowly injecting down the side. I'm not pushing it right down to the bottom and going down the side of the bottle. <clears throat> so I'm just slowly pushing it down. You know, I don't have to take like an hour, but just a few seconds. And you'll notice there's like some pressure because it's getting air through there. So I'm going to push it through, finish up. There's a little like water bottle on the water bubble on the top. And that's totally fine. I'm just going to hold down the plunger as I'm pulling it out to make sure I get it all out. You can see there's a little water that comes out. That's totally fine. Um, I put the top back on this syringe and boom. So now I have got the water in my peptide vial. And what I want to do, I don't want to inject right away. What I want to do, you don't want to shake it up or anything like that, but it's naturally just going to kind of mix. So you see the powder, which is the lyophilized uh, mannitol that's in there. Um, it's not the peptide, the peptides in that, but it's a very small percentage of that powder is the actual peptide. But basically it's just going to mix up with that lyophilized powder. And I want to make sure it's completely dissolved before I withdraw to inject it. So I'm going to kind of swirl it around. You know, you, you can just let it sit there and it will dissolve. Um, but if you want to, if you're trying to get it as fast as possible, uh, you know, just kind of swirl it around. Don't shake it up or anything like that. Just kind of turn it around the side. And it looks like I'm good to go. So I don't know how well you can see it, but now you see it's completely dissolved. So it just looks like water. So my peptide is now officially reconstituted. This is five milligrams per milliliter of melanotan one. And remember what we said, I wanna do a 500 microgram dose. So I'm going to pull 10 units out of it with an insulin syringe. So now assuming I wanted to inject, what I'm gonna do, take that off my insulin syringe. I'm gonna pull this, see very tiny needle right there. What I'm gonna do is stick this in to the bottle, like so, you could swap it again if you really wanted to. And now I'm just going to pull 10 units out. I'm gonna push the, push the air up. Now I'm just gonna pull 10 units into the vial. So you see very, very small amount that I'm injecting. And there it goes, 10 units, boom. And I take the top off and I'm ready to go. So now what I'm gonna do, I'm not gonna do this for the video because this that would really probably get me kicked off. I don't need any more excuses for getting deleted off of YouTube. But now this is ready to inject. So all I'm gonna do is just pinch some of my belly, my lower belly fat, inject this into it. And there is the dosing for my melanotan one. Uh, I'm not gonna do that right now. So what I'm gonna do is put the top on it and I'm going to go put this in my fridge, which leads me to the next point about reconstituting your peptides. Now that this is reconstituted, I need to keep this in the fridge to keep it stable for the long term. So what I can do is put this in the fridge and it should last at least 12 to 16 weeks in the fridge. Kind of depends on the peptide, but for the most part, they should last 12 to 16 weeks in the fridge. It's not that it's bad after that, but it starts to lose potency. So, you know, if it's 16 weeks in, it's probably somewhere around like 70 to 80% potent from where it was when you first um, reconstituted it. So not a big deal. You can still use it. There's no danger or anything like that, but just know that it's not going to be as potent as it is right now because I just mixed it. So again, that's all you need to know. I've got this, I've got my 10 units and now I can just go down to my belly fat, inject it subcutaneously and I'm good to go. And that's really all you need to know um, as far as it goes with reconstituting peptides. Again, uh, very simple, but it can be overwhelming and uh, kind of confusing when you're getting started. So hopefully this video was helpful. Hopefully it made sense and um, hopefully it was kind of useful to you. So that being said, if you got value out of this, I'm gonna recommend you do a few things. Uh, you know, I know I, I'm at risk of being shadow banned, deleted and all that stuff. So if you want to keep up with me, if you found this useful, um, do a few things. I've got a link down to my peptide cheat sheet below that explains everything about peptides, explains the dosing, what they're using, 
used for, how frequently to dose them, how much water to add into them and everything like that. So you can download the peptide cheat sheet. It will sign you up for my email list. I've also got a couple other uh, ways to sign up with my email. I've got the fully optimized health group with Jay Campbell, where we do, uh, you know, weekly calls with a group. You can come on and ask us anything. Um, so there's a ton of links down there you can sign up for and uh, make sure that you're in contact with me in case I ever get deleted again. So uh, thank you guys so much. Uh, and also too, before I forget, um, like, share, comment, subscribe. And uh, if you do have comments or questions about that, feel free to um, put that down in the comments below. And I've also got a new thing that is called a video topic request. Uh, so if you have questions uh, or things that you want answered with my YouTube channel, um, I've had a bunch of people submitting requests through that link. So you can do that um, when you sign up. So thank you guys so much. Uh, much love out there. I will talk to you next time. Peace.